Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I wanted to um, talk tonight just to you a little bit. You know, Lynn is going to be having a class on Monday, and I feel like that it is an imperative, important class to the future of One Life. And so I, as I was just preparing, um, actually, um, he spoke to me what the December focus was going to be back in October. And, you know, we haven't always done this, right? We haven't always had a month focus. I would love to, but I don't know if we're that prophetic people are not that disciplined. But um, well, we're changing our ways. To, just can't you hand me my water. But um, he spoke to me back in, in October that he wanted December's um, focus to be generosity. But I recently listened to a message by Bill Johnson, and he actually called it radical generosity. So I threw that radical word on there because that just sounded even better, right? Now, how many, when y'all think of that, you immediately think about money? Raise your hand if that's true. Well, right there, let's change our definition. Can you? Yes. I'm sure it includes money, but it's not about money. It's about a heart thing. Right, right? Yes. And um, I have made up some pledge cards, and I'll, I have those available over here, but we're not talking about that right now. But the scripture that I put on there, and I hand me one of those so I don't have to look it up, just because the scripture I put on here is this scripture, and it's in Acts 4.34. How many know that, I, that the goal of one life is yes. to make the Acts people? Yes. Did you know that? Yes. And this is what it says. All... The believers. You got to be a believer to qualify. You can't be an axe person if you're not a believer, okay? Oh, look, it's up there. I forgot I made a slide. It's real big there. All the believers were in one mind and heart. Now that, I can promise you, as a leader, that is the hardest thing. It's It's the one thing God loves the most, unity, but it's the hardest thing why? What's in the way of that? <laughs> Come on, man, sing it. He's even got a song. <laughs> he did it my way, that one. Selfishness was not a part of their community. Now, how many think that they're selfish? Oh, well, bless it. I mean, <laughs> thank the Lord that you're right. Now you know the problem you need to work on right there. Now, I am not a selfish person. Anybody that knows me. Very well, knows I'm not a selfish person. And so my job, Pam said to me today, preach it out of us, Teresa. And I said, I'm trying. My, my, my job is to not only speak to you, but also emulate a lifestyle that breeds the provision of God in every area. Remember, what was the three areas I talked about on Sunday? Oh, oh, go, man. Go, man. Look at him. He's feeling good. He went in here. He already listened. Wow. Man, you're making mama proud. Selfishness was not a part of their community for they shared everything they had with one another. Now, I know it makes a lot of y'all nervous. You know, what it said actually also is they brought what they had and they laid it at the apostles' feet and they didn't even get to distribute it. Oh, now I know. 
That that is making y'all nervous. You know, Pam and I started this 30 years ago where we quit having um, selfishness, basically. <laughs> basically, we stopped having selfishness, and it's it's a life of great abundance. It's a life of great peace. It's a life of great joy. It's like, it is like, makes me want to get up every day. And so when you have selfishness, when you're self-focused, you're not joyful. And one, if you've noticed that you can't hang on to joy, it's basically for that reason, because self jumps up and it says, what about me? Remember Joyce Meyer back 4,000 years ago? Anybody remember the robot? What about me? What about me? I mean, she was telling us back then, right? I think she's 200 years old now. <laughs> now, the other thing that Bill said that I wanted to make note of, what well, is on that other little slide, is that our giving always follows our affection. So he, he basically made this statement that what causes your heart to burn with passion? What causes your heart? Do you even have any passion? Remember, bro, remember Chrissy had a dream that bro was passing out seeds of passion. I mean, you don't even have to do anything. He's just passing them out, right? Now, if you don't like him, you're probably not going to receive any of those seeds of passion. I know it's, it's possible. I just, I know it's really hard to believe. And so... I want us really to begin, we're going to um, send out words again this month. I appreciate all my people that are writing. Y'all stand up for a minute, all my writing people. CC, stand up here. So um, tonight I want y'all to be prepared to share kind of what your heart for One Life is in 2023. Just in a couple of lines, okay? This is a, your fair warning, okay? And so think about for a minute generosity and think about just how the Bible talks about what you sow, you reap, right? Let's just, let's go, let's try to get off of money for a minute because that makes y'all all nervous, I know. Let's just think about friendship. What you sow, you get back, right? So think about how many in here have had something on their heart that they wanted to do, even with another person in this room, that they wanted to go to lunch or go to coffee? How many have had that? How many act on that? See, that there, therein lies the scripture, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I mean, if you if some if if the Holy Spirit puts something on your heart. And then we do what? Delay? Yeah. My favorite line is, they're too busy. You don't even know. Because you didn't even ask. You know, my feelers today, my two feelers, they had these two things. One was, I prayed about it, was our expectations are off. And the other one was, I just forgot it. Hang on. Oh, I know. I told you in the green room. She see she doesn't even know that that she's uh Oh yeah, that she's thinking other people think something that they're not thinking. Anybody do that at all? Why? 
well, you know, that that will get you in trouble because what we've done is we've turned into mind readers. Have you ever, do you want someone to mind read you? Do you? No, I mean, really, if someone came up to you later and said, yeah, I knew you were thinking blank and you were like, you know, it happened this morning, Pam sent me a text and I think she said, I saw your face and I was like, oh girl, this face, the reason why I had that face on was because I had been up since 2.50 and it was 7 and I hadn't been sleeping so that was that face. But Pam thought, Pam immediately, <laughs> this is cracking her up. No, I didn't even tell her this. Pam immediately stuck my face on another thing that was going on in the house. And you know why I'm so thankful? I'm so thankful she asked me. So I got to say, no, <laughs> that was nowhere on my grid. I'm just like, where is anything? <laughs> right? So I'm trying to invite us to expand really the love of God through one life. And we have to stop thinking for everybody else. And I think it's really good that in this Acts model that remember that this was the first church that was began to be established, right? And so... They were unique, weren't they? And so with that in mind, I want to release this word that I read today, actually from Nate Johnson. And um, do y'all know him? He's from um, Australia. And I've read some stuff of his before. But this was the title of his word, To the Dishonored, Rejected, and Overlooked. This is why it's your time. Anybody have that? Oh, y'all should all raise your hand. I want to prophesy over God's people today who have been on the sidelines, especially the voices, prophets, preachers, and pioneers. Those who carry a message that hasn't yet been heard. Come on, who's identifying already? Generally, these are simply those born with spiritual keys and blueprints beyond their time. And they have had to walk through a myriad of uncomfortable and painful experiences to faithfully steward this call. I can just tell you that's me, right? Is that you? Yes. For years now, God keeps saying, look to the wilderness because what these ones carry is so precious and pure due to the intense refining they have had to endure. Is that anybody? If I'm speaking to you already, then this word is simply to encourage you and remind you that regardless of what you see, this is your time. Due season is upon you. We have so often heard the overuse phrases such as this is your time or you have been born for such a time as this to the point that we, and when we actually hear our time, we don't believe it or value it as we should. I feel like God wants to really drive something home to you starting today and into the years to come. This really is your time. More than ever before, we are in a time called due season. Did you really think that all of the years behind you would amount to nothing? Did you really think that God would overlook you? This is your due season and the fulfillment of time for those who have been waiting and worshiping. The hour of full acceptance in the authentic family of God. 
as I have been writing for this place he writes for, I've been having a constant revelation bubbling up from my spirit about how God is revealing and about to reveal sons and daughters. If you don't know, that's, that is our mission statement, Awakening Sons and Daughters. It's the outpouring of full acceptance that comes as a response to the cries of the earth for sons and daughters. Romans 8 says, And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. So much of the baggage and bondage that we as voices carry, such as rejection, dishonor, control, abuse, can be remedied by the full acceptance and love of the Father. Which is why He is doing that right now in us. Listen, I just want to pray over us. Just stop right here and just, I really want to just release this, that you have got to realize that what God did for you was actually invite you into an enfolding into a family where you make sense, where your gifts make sense. But that, like I've been saying for years, they constantly need training. And so I just, I want to break the power of that nomad spirit about looking, 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 looking. And I want to say that there, I just release that enfolding canopy of the family of God that accepts you as you are that understands how you are, that wants to actually uh, in, invest in who you are, that wants to actually point the way for you. And if you would just release needing that to be satisfied back there. I mean, so many people who have a prophetic voice, their story is the same, that when they were young, they were misunderstood. They, they didn't fit where they were born. They didn't fit in their family. They keep trying to get their family to understand them. And God says that it's the family of God that he made to understand us. And to those other people, you look foolish. So I just release the power right now to rest upon you to understand this enfolding and this cocooning by God. In Jesus' name. Good. He said, notice this scripture points to being enfolded into a family of God, not a Christian club or network. It has to be real. It has to be a safe place and authentically relational. I can tell you just as a leader, that is this place. That as long as I'm the leader, it's going to be a safe place. It's going to be authentic. Okay, and so that's why when I hear about something that's not authentic, then that begins to be something that is focused on to what? To restore it back to authenticity. Not to say you're a horrible person, but to say, hey, in this family, you don't even have to be that way. How many have figured out a lot of ways that we were manipulating was just out of a past injury? And then you get here and people are going, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to? That doesn't make any sense here. And how many still find when they're not feeling good, when they're not when they're not on top of their soul that day, that it still wants to manipulate a little bit? And when you could just ask for it, you got a need, just ask, right? 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 I'm not sure if you're believing me. He said that. This scripture does refer to something more deeply intimate with the Lord, not just people, but there is something God is doing 
in real families right now that apply to the healing balm of acceptance of God. How many can say that that is one thing that happened while you're here, that acceptance became a healing balm that actually began to heal those past wounds, and some of us are still doing it, and that's okay. He says it's the acceptance from the real family to those who have been outcasts their whole life. This is the revival I see coming to the church and the personal revival that God is bringing you into this hour. He named this next section, renamed and remained, M-A-N-D-E-D, misfits living in full permission. He said, let's stop for a minute. Does that register with you in any way, shape, or form? Renamed and remained, M-A-N-E-D, misfits living in full permission. Have you struggled to fit your unique calling into a local church or a group of believers and felt like a square peg in a round hole? Have you been managed, manipulated, controlled, owned, squashed, and silenced? Have you been through the pain of dishonor and betrayal over and over again? Have you constantly lived as the misfit Christian cousin of the Main Street church folk and wondered why God made you the way you are? You may not understand it, and you may never have all your questions answered from your past season, but you need to know today that God has not forgotten you. In fact, this is your moment. God is raising up a radical movement of misfits for the kingdom to go where no one else will go and say what no one else will say. This is the season God is giving the remnant of misfits a new name, a new vision, and a fresh new start. When God told me he was giving them a new name, I heard renamed and remained. Again, M-A-N-D, N-E-D. So many mighty voices have had their manes shaven off through different trials, but watch now as it grows back and God restores double honor to you. Now, we've been talking a long time about Isaiah 61, and his wife's name is actually Christy, so he references her here. But he said it's an insane Isaiah 61 season of healing. Now, Shudi just talked to me, and I want you to come tell what you said in the green room, you know, and what we were talking about healing. And um, we were talking about how, do you remember what we were talking about? About Okay, why don't you share what we said and what we were talking about in there. Yeah, so um, we were just throwing around just the different things that we're hearing for, you know, this vision that Jesus casting for the house about what do we want one life to be in 2023. And so the last couple of days, I've just been really listening and thinking. And the thing that keeps burning probably the most at the forefront is to be a house of healing, of total healing, mind, body, soul, everything. But there's just this hunger that I feel like that has been stirring for a long time here that, you know, we're just so hungry just to see God touch people, you know, whatever that looks like. But I was telling her that in dialoguing with him about wanting to be a house of total healing and to see healings just like, you know, because the thing I burned for and the thing that I think I didn't realize was playing in the background was to see like the instance, you know what I mean? Like someone's arm just literally grew back, like right then and there. Someone just had stuff just like just melt out of their body, like the really amazing stuff that I know that he can do. And, um, but I think that in talking with her about it, I didn't realize that there was this element to it though, that he even had to come and it was just so subtle, but reshaped for me 
that in wanting to pursue total healing, he was like, well, but you know, there's thousands of ways. And so when we were talking, she was saying, I was saying, well, how do I keep pursuing the journey to see him heal and restore, even when it doesn't look like what I would say would be the victory healing event where someone completely has something broken off of them or had an instant moment. And she was saying that, well, you know, it's really about more so knowing, knowing him as healer. And there's a difference in knowing him Mm -hmm. as healer versus that I'm just looking for a bunch of really great outcomes. And there's a big difference. And I was like, oh, wow. And I I didn't even realize that I was attaching a little bit of thinking that, well, if I didn't see the outcome part that I was thinking, he was actually disappointed. But he is not. Mm -hmm. And so he even had to reshape that for Mm -hmm. me to show me that, no, like I'm never disappointed when you're stepping out in faith and when you're partnering with me. And then it was just so cool because after she was saying, well, there's just all these different ways that he moves and heals that's so much bigger than what we would even perceive in that moment. I happened to pop up my Bible app to a scripture that was Psalms 130. And at the end of it, it says that, and he has a thousand ways to set us free. And I was like, yes. And so I'm just really excited to pursue his heart as healer, his heart as healer, not just, um, really awesome outcomes, which are always byproducts, but that's not the thing. It's that he says, I am the healer. Mm-hmm. I am healer. Yeah, it's good. I think it's really good because if you, you know, just like in relationships, you know, I could say, Bro's such a good candidate for me to pick on all the time, but I could say, hey, he's an awesome guitar player. And I could say, you know, hey, come play the guitar at this and come play the guitar at that. And I would, my relationship with him would be as a guitar player. As opposed to, I want to know him as a son. And so the son part, the guitar, the guitar part is so small compared to the son part. And see, that's what we do with God sometimes. We, we, and, and that is part, it is part of him. But so the healing part of God is actually a small part of God's true identity. And so the more that I pursue the full identity, and I've been saying it for a while, I want God, I want to get personally give God permission to be God. And if that makes me uncomfortable and I didn't have all my ducks in a row the last couple of days, I let him show out. And I even had to help, have help for someone showing me that that was him. I mean, think about that for a minute. I'm saying I'm always t- telling all this stuff about God, but then I had to have someone say, did you get that was God? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, sorry. That was, yeah, I so got that was him. Later. You see, that's what happens is that when we pursue somebody for what they can do, for performance, God or ourselves or friends, we're not pursuing to know them. Then he can't, then that his heart has to be held back because then we would, as humans, we would make theology out of that. We would say, okay, my arm was held, oh, my hip was like, and that's how God healed right there. That was a position, and it has nothing to do with that. Right? Agreed. And so I'm just, I'm really praying, you know, Cece had a dream. You know, one of the things that Bill said that is true about One Life is that we are governed by the prophetic here. You know, I have an apostolic calling and I have a blueprint and I, the, in this blueprint, I, I push us toward this blueprint. But the 
the way that it functions within that is through the prophetic. That's why the prophetic can't operate outside the blueprint. Right? That's why there has to be. It's like a canvas. You know, I can have all these great ideas, but if I can't produce it on this canvas, it's just being produced out in air in my imagination. And so then no one else can enjoy it. So that's the difference between the apostolic and the prophetic. So the prophetic would just paint in the air because they they would, and it's good. That's the way God made you. Breezy, you can agree. But see, I've got to create a canvas. So Cece had a dream. She's a prophet, and so she had a dream that we were going to have a healing night on Tuesday nights. And I've just been waiting. What do you, what do you think I'm waiting on? <laughs> what am I waiting on, Tess? I'm waiting on our hearts to know him as healer. And as an apostolic, I can tell. Are you with me? It's not some magical formula. It's in what I believe. I like, I hang on, I gotta, I just, I just heard a snippet. Spiritual, this is from John Bevere. I love John Bevere. You know, if you got any control in you, John's your man. That boy will come in with a, and to shave that off, if you, all controllers need to go to John. Spiritual maturity is tied to obedience, not time. Do you like that? So that's why, just think of, just right now, just close your eyes and just say, Holy Spirit, where's a place I can obey radically tomorrow? Some of you didn't close your eyes. Tomorrow, ask him. Now, whatever your first thought was, that was it. Don't start going now. You probably wanted to discount it, but that was simple. He's just simple. Did anybody get one? Can can anyone do it? Great. So now that will mature you. Did anybody? Did he tell? Did did anybody get anything hard? No. No. No, because why? See how easy God is? See, he works with us where I'm at because he doesn't tell me something outside the realm of where I'm at. You're not going to tell a kindergartner to go do... Yeah, I was going to go with uh, calcium. Calculus. Not math-oriented. Shorthand, I don't know. Something that's math. Tell me a math name, Lynn. Lynn's math. I'm color. I'm color. So, right, we're not going to tell kindergarten, right, why? And so God doesn't do that either because it's outside the realm of success. See, that's why as parents, we have to always set our, our children up to do something harder than the level they are right now, but not so far that, that it will discourage them. But that should always be sitting out in front of them. It should always be, well, what's the next thing God wants them to learn? I should set something out there for them to run into it. And they have to do it. And that's what just happened to you. God just said, here's a way to obey me tomorrow. Now, if I check back with you tomorrow evening, how many will say that they will be successful? See? So you're already, look at you, you're already already excited about tomorrow. This is how it works in God. Do you want to be excited about tomorrow? Ask him today what's up for tomorrow. 
And then tomorrow, can you hang on to that overnight? How many feel like they can hang on to it? Great. Look at it. We're making a lot of progress. So then tomorrow you're going to be anticipating, I'm going to do that thing. How many, how many, it's a fun thing. Look at God's fun. Isn't that cool? Now see, I brought this $20 with me tonight. My mom gave me this today because my mom's always giving me 20s, no matter <laughs> if I just show up down there. So today I showed up, and I, I she's got the flu, so I wouldn't go in. And so she needed to leave me a check for this uh, home. So in the in the envelope is a check to the home and this 20. <laughs> so I brought this tonight to give to somebody in this room. Why? Because it's not mine. So it's yours, Army. Because, see, when I got the 20, he said, that's not your 20. Uh, right. No, I mean, I, for a minute, I had a hamburger in my mouth, but no. Now he's got a hamburger in his mouth. Right? Okay. Are we good? Okay, we're, we're still on, it's Isaiah 61, season of healing, season of revealing. Okay, which one of y'all that stood up while ago has something on revealing? Come on, Cheryl. I know. Well, I think that's something that I was thinking that um, I am believing for for all of One Life in 2023 is for people to walk out in mm. their purpose that God has already revealed to them and specifically how it fits in this house and how it's needed in this house um, because that is the way that you'll see your design flourish the most. So that's what I'm believing for. Okay, see, now, you know why this is incredible? Because she just quoted the word of the year, and she didn't know it. This, let me show you. Let me show you. I already wrote it down here so she can see it right here. This is exactly who you are. It's, it's this verse in 1 Corinthians 3. What, what, what the, at the end of the verse, it says that we, he wants us to know exactly who we are. Yeah. So see, he just revealed that to her right then. So she just told you the word of the year. Boom. See how that works? Yeah. So what, what, was, what was it that she was supposed to be telling us about? Revealing. Revealing. He just did it. Yeah. I'm trying to tell y'all how fun God is. I don't think y'all are excited. So, you know, she didn't have it. This wasn't pre-planned. How did it feel when I said, come up here? See, she felt scared. She felt, yeah. But see, he wanted to reveal something. So what he did, he revealed my secret, my word of the year secret. Right? Is that fun? Okay. Shall we keep going? I'm calling somebody else. Get ready. I know you're getting nervous already. Takes me a minute to roll down here where I'm at, so see you got time to get nervous. Come on, say, well, you know it's gonna be you. The next, the next one he's talking about is realigning. This is perfect for Sidwell because she just did it today. See, I even gave you a hint. Look how good I am to you because I just love you so much. Thank you. I love you. Um, I think that mine, whenever uh, Tisa had told us, just the thing that kept stirring within me is, you know, I'm a trainer. And I think it's not just my little guys, but it's just in people in general. Mm -hmm, and so absolutely. I think that it's 
it's what was the word again? Realigning. Oh, yeah. I think that it's realigning our ways of thinking from yes. this old way to the new way. So good. And and I had this really amazing analogy with Moo today. Do you care for share? That's what okay. you're up here for, oh, girl. Share. Um, that I had it where um, so has everyone seen the movie Inside Out? Okay, so it was this part where Bing Bong is in the the little trench with Joy, and they're in the little rocket ship, right? And it's powered by song, and they're trying to get up out of it, <laughs> but but they can't because Bing Bong is the thing of the past that then he has to be left to be forgotten because she Come Riley on. doesn't need him anymore, yeah. and that's the only way to get the joy back. And bam. So, bam. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's the thing that I'm really believing for 2023 is that there's going to be just a realignment within our house that we're going to be able to take that and then to realign the people that we encounter. Yes. Pray that over them. So, Papa, I just pray over our tribe and our house, and I even pray over our RC boys and and Haley and Gwen that are in there, and I just pray right now that there would be just a spiritual realignment. And I just release right now with my authority through the Spirit that there would be a realignment in our ways of thinking. And so I just say that right now we're leaving the things of the past in the past, and I just say that we're going to get out of that pity, the the trench that causes um, us to be stuck, that causes us to be robbed of our joy. And so I just speak right now just a release in the spirit. And I just thank you that you are going to give us tools and that I even pray right now, I just speak over each one of us that whenever we wake up in the morning, that we're going to feel lighter, that the thing that was weighing us down is actually yeah. going to be broken off of us and that we're going to return back to our childlikeness, our childlike state of joy. And so I just thank you, Papa. Holy Spirit, I just say, release you over each one of us right now. I just release you. I say, awaken our spirit, awaken our spirit, reveal to us um, exactly who we were always meant to be. I just pray that things would come into an alignment, that things would make sense, that we would make sense within ourselves, yes. and that we would have just clarity of vision and purpose and destiny and our assignment over us in Jesus' name. So Amen. good. <laughs> See, this is fun. I was just in the green room, green room and I said, I don't think I have anything tonight. So here we are. So I repeat, it's an Isaiah 61 season of healing, revealing, realigning, and bursting outside the walls of the church. Come on, Pam. That's Pam's area. Bursting outside the walls of the church. I think my hope uh, for my prayer for um, next year is that we basically have relational prosperity where we can leave ourselves behind and all of our needs. That's what I was telling the men at men's group. When can we get over, I need what I need, what I need, what I need, and think of what the other person needs. And so, you know, that's, that's my hope that we can really, and it kind of goes along with Sidbo, let go of all of the things we're fighting for. Right. To receive already the love that's already there 
so our eyes can be open to see the hurting. And so that's really my, my dream for 2023 is to make that transition. Because we spend a lot of time, you know, understanding ourselves and, and our histories and, and who he is. I think it's just a really good time to say, okay, I, I understand. Now I take that understanding, I'll look you full in the face. And then when we leave that place, then we can just see what people need and know how to minister to them. It's mm -hmm. good. It's good. So good. Well, remember, you know, just the analogy of the children of Israel, they were slaves. So they had slave mentality, right? Whatever title you want on there, slaves, orphans, whatever. What's, what's the common theme is that they don't know sonship. Daughtership, you know. And so as we realize who God is, he invites us into the knowledge of who we are. He already knows. No one knows you like God. You know, we spend our life, you know, seriously, we spend our life trying to get everybody else to understand us like God does. And see, my here's my thing is that I, when I discovered who I was, I help everybody else know who I am. I don't make it your job to know me. I just had somebody yesterday tell me how I was and I'm not that way. And I had to, I had to get, I had to tell them that's not who I am because it didn't line up with who I am when they were saying it. And so I set them straight because otherwise I'd be like, oh, okay, try, let me try to prove to you. I am not the thing that you actually just don't know me that I'm not that thing. Do you understand we spend a lot of time doing that? Are you with me? Yes. Okay. Now, he, this is where he quotes his wife. He says, only a month ago, Christy had Christy with a Y. Our girl's, a y, our girl's an I because she's Christ with an I. Christy with the Y had a dream where she was in Jerusalem at a synagogue where people were flooding out into the street. And on the top of the building, it said AD 26. When we looked it up, we were amazed to discover that it was in A.D. 26 that Jesus began his ministry. That was the very year Jesus began. He walked into the synagogue and read from Isaiah 61. This is what happened. He unrolled the scroll and read where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Think about it. The it wasn't like he had a computer. Are you with me? Like He opened the scroll. It wasn't like just right there on page one. Are you with me? Like... Mm -hmm. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to be hope for the poor. These things that Jesus in you wants to be for the world. Yes. Hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, and to preach to the prisoners, you're free. He didn't even say to go set the prisoners free. He said to just tell them they're free. Do you understand? I've come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. All those ways you haven't felt accepted, it already began when Jesus was here. Listen, you are accepted. So you, if, if just think for a minute, I like to envision what it would be like for all of y'all to know you're already pre-accepted. 
Just think about how free it was. Think about what we could do with a bunch of people that felt that way. He says, after he read this, he closed up the book. He rolled up the scroll again. Can't you see him? Excuse me. Right? And he handed it back and he sat down. I love how Jesus sits down all the time. He's like, that's who I am. Come on, won't y'all try it? Just say, this is who I am and I'm sitting down in it. Sit down in it. Listen, I can tell you just from, from being a weirdo that there is no one that came along that described who I was to me for me to go, oh, thank you for telling me all about who I was. Now I'll sit down in it. It is revealed by God. And most of my life was all the ways I wasn't before I figured out why I was so weird. Have you ever felt weird? Anybody in this room, just a couple of people? Well, that's why. It's because you're trying to get identity from people who didn't even have identity. Listen, he could have come up here and said, give me $20. If I didn't have 20, I couldn't have gave it to him. See, I had the 20. Uh, I don't know if you got that. <laughs> Everyone stared at Jesus, wondering what he was about to say. And then he added, these scriptures came true right in front of you today. He was demonstrating how you act when you know your identity. I'm a healer. Let me come over and heal you. Let me just demonstrate to you what my identity is. Not because I'm special, but because there's a guy inside me that is the spirit of healing. He has to come out on you. Not so I can be somebody. It's not going to give me the identity. It's not going to give me the title. It is him operating through me. He said, Nate, this line stood out to me. The great acceptance has begun. But what hit me even deeper is Jesus' boldness to say, this came true before you today because he initiated a movement of sons coming into a right relationship with God and back into position. Listen, slaves are not in their position. You may get some people to give you stuff, You may be a great victim, you may be a great manipulator, and you might get people to do stuff for you, but you are out of position. And so God's favor can't fall on you when you're outside your position. He said, many have been out of position, diverted (laughs) from... I know I said that. Diverted from their original call and purpose through the attacks against what they carry. What do you carry? Okay, now if I was the devil, I would figure out because there's not a big variety. I don't know if you know this. I know you think you're all unique and everything, but listen, there's not. 
our callings all work together for the kingdom so he can kind of figure it out a little bit he was up in heaven a while i know he hadn't been to a you know board meeting in a while but he was up there for a while so if i was the devil and i looked at you and i said oh i know what tessa is then i would make sure she would feel all the feelings as a feeler that would make her shut down and and see before i was enfolded in the in the family, before I was enfolded, see, look, look at this right here. This cup, it's really enfolded, right? My little dog, she loves an enfolding. Now today, I was freezing. I had my heating blanket on, like seven. She was enfolded, and before I knew it, I heard this. <laughs> that was too much enfolding. I had to let that thing out because she was dying of heat, right? Right? See, in the family, your f- previous family enfolded you too much. <laughs> and so you think, come on, Moo. Come on, Moo. And so you think the family of God is going to do the same thing. See, if they let you be a victim, they enfolded you too much. Oh, I heard your feelings there, didn't I? Are you tough, Sibwo? See, because Sibwo's a great example. She grew up thinking she was the cause of everything. I was the cause of my parents' divorce, and she called it cutting off the mountaintops. Until she realized one day, she's got a knife in her hand. She's supposed to cut off the mountaintops. So think about the day that switched for her. Instead of it being a bad thing, she was sharpening her blade now. Where is the next mountain? Where's what what mountain does she get the most? That soul. That soul mountain. So she and her, she has all kinds of people around her that have big souls. I'm not gonna look at them, but she does. Because she's sharpening. That thing, and, and so what happens? She just gets to whittle on it every now and then if they'll let her. Come on. I know she thought it was going to be something with a flag, but no, it's not. It's with a putty knife. Who knew? Am I right? Am I right? He says, this move of acceptance is not just a message or revelation of sonship. It's a tangible encounter with the king of righteousness that shows the whole world what they were created for. To know and reveal him. You have to know him before you have permission to reveal him. What's happened in the church is we've tried to reveal him without knowing him and the revelation of who he was was religious. And the world didn't want it because it's no power. And so they could go get that with their friends at Walmart. Listen, the difference is when you know him, you don't know nothing. Because you know the one that knows everything. You don't need to know anything. And you begin to partner with what he knows, not with what you know. You don't need to prove yourself. You don't need to be on, you don't need a title. You don't need nothing. You just need to know him. And then he's like, do this. And you, all right. And he says, do that crazy. All right. 
right? The world is craving to know this simple revelation, which is why God is using the outcast to embody this message to the church and beyond the church and beyond in this season. So we can truly be an Isaiah 61 generation that leads the lost to Jesus. We can't keep just preaching to the choir. That's so good, right? See, they're, they're aching to know. But if you go out there and you're nervous, you go out there and you need something from them, you go out there and you want them to build you up, you're not revealing Him. You're revealing your need. It is the world. He said, because this is an unusual people I have called. How many think they're unusual? Great. <laughs> Cece says it to me all the time. She says, I... <laughs> I love it. Because this is an unusual people I have called, protected, and reserved. Called you. You didn't call yourself. He protected you even though you didn't know it. But guess what? He reserved you for himself. So don't be acting like you're out of time. You're out of step. Right? Listen, have you ever made a reservation? What do you expect when you get there? That was a good word. God reserved you. What does he expect? When he comes for you. He expects you to make space for him. You know, I said this a few weeks ago. God said, make him a priority. I'm, I, I'm, I might say it all year long. But that's a, that's a prophetic word saying that you've got to adjust your priorities. If you make, if he's saying to us, make me a priority, he's not in the way he wants to be. Now, I know you're real busy. I mean, if we want to compare cheat sheets on busy, I will be happy to sit down with you and compare cheat sheets on busy. It's just an excuse. And so when we quit making excuses for making God a priority, can I just tell you, you'll have less battles. Your soul won't be quite so big. Your soul will get healing. You'll, be, you'll have close relationships. I mean, there's just so much. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. Y'all can listen later. Get blessed then. This is an unusual people I've called, protected, and reserved. They will not be tainted by religion's double-minded ways and love of self and humanistic standards. But they will be the ones who have braved the attacks of the accuser. How many have ever had an attack from the accuser? Why is he so good at it? I mean, and God even told us that's what he was. You know, and it's funny, God is okay with it. It says in Revelation that he's going to be thrown down, but he's not thrown down right now. Why, why is God okay with it? 
because it's a bunch of lies. Listen, please. That's what he did in the garden. He just twisted. That's what he did with Jesus in the wilderness. He just twisted what? A truth. And if we're not careful, we'll miss the truth because we're fighting with the lies so much. These would be the ones who braved the attacks of the accuser who sought to silence them. That's, that's the reason for the lies. Would you agree with me on that? Do you want to be silent? Do you want to be silent? And poison them against the church. That's who you're going to run into. I mean, if I just, if I just took all of my hurt experiences, they were all in church. It's not a thing. You don't get no badge. (laughs) People hurt people hurt people. Guess what? Hurt people can be in leadership. I know this is shocking. Imperfect people can be pastors. I know. It's shocking, isn't it? And guess what? You were shepherded by one. And some of y'all are stuck. I love it when I met bro. He was stuck right there, baby. He had been hurt. By a shepherd, and he was stuck, and he would tell me his story, and he would want me to mm, get in there with him, and I'd be like, it's everybody's story. What? No, man, let me tell you mine again, because I don't think you understood what happened to me. This is my, I'm telling you something serious here, and I'd be like, I know, I could tell you a hundred of those stories. No, I need to shape it in another way, because tell he was rolling literally literally rolling around on the ground because why i was inviting him into sonship that other religious person was just training ground for his soul <laughs> listen you can forgive him cuz you're not perfect i'm not perfect It's not about perfect people. It's about knowing God. He said, but now I'm calling them out of the wilderness, the wilderness of pity is what I say, into influence because I have put my spirit upon them to say what I want them to say. And they will say it without care of reputation. Listen, some of y'all are right there. You're about, you're about to go ahead and go on over the edge with me and forget and start not caring what people think about you. It's a beautiful place. And then the enemy's things become they kind of become confirmations. Yeah. I'm so glad you're saying that because I'm on the right road. Otherwise, he'd be saying something else. They are pure and they won't try to fit the old one in the to the old wineskin or cater to religion's red tape, but they will be used as breakers to usher in freedom. See, that's what unusual people do is they do things that are outside of what the restrictions were before. Now, listen, I've been in this my whole life. 
I am so thankful for all the crap I went through in church. Because why? Because it makes me who I am today. It makes me know that wasn't it. And man, oh my gosh, like I was telling Cece, you know, there was this church of 10,000 people on the south side and I used to counsel with the wife of the pastor and she was a Jezebel. And I mean, it was unbelievable that they were in leadership. Like I couldn't believe it, but I felt like, wow, I'm really doing this church a favor. Because they're in leadership. Over 10,000 people. And I'm at least getting some truth into this woman. Now, you know what eventually happened? They stepped down. I'm not saying they stepped down because I told them to, but in essence, I did. They stepped down. Why? They couldn't shepherd 10,000 people. They couldn't even shepherd their own marriage. But see, that, sh- that was a part of my history. That's part of my shaping. Right. You know, I spent 13 years with someone who taught me to cultivate his presence just to sit in my driveway and say, I'm not going to cultivate his presence anymore. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't even understand. What? what? Like, that makes no sense. That could have been devastating. Yeah. Or I could have been Joshua. <laughs> And see, I got the twins with Joshua. Listen, I'm just telling you on the other side, it's amazing. Are we still good? A little bit more. Recommissioning and reawakening. Wah! I did it. Prayer. You know, those W's and man, they get in there and R's and they're all just, ah. As I'm writing this, I feel the fear of the Lord all over me because this isn't meant to be a feel-good word. This is game time. You are needed. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are needed in the kingdom. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. You can't keep identifying as an orphan or victim. Who will stop doing that with me? Who will? Who will stop identifying that? What God placed inside of you was before its time. So it was never intended to fit, but to reform. What does reform mean? That means something exists. Re. What does re mean? Yep. You got to form it. You are re- former find something to reform right i mean i could use tessa as a good example when i first met her she sat in the room with me and she sat with her head down can you imagine tessa just says just i mean she was like this right here and god just began to speak to her remember she was in the corner up there at the LR in that stinky little hovel room, remember? It was all moldy. And we had her in there. <laughs> and God began to reveal to her that she's to reform art. Now, listen, I, when I saw her artistic work, it was incredible, but it was really dark to me. 
And I knew she artistried her pain. Now that's okay. A lot of people do. Most singers sing their pain. That's why we're so attracted to them. That's why it's demonic. Sorry. Okay, I know. I know. It's okay, y'all. Breathe, breathe. It's okay, breathe. It's okay, you're all right. You're okay. But see, as I began to breathe on her, then that pain went away. I have a whole corner in my house that's Tessa Corner of all the stuff she's painted for me. Why? I like her style. Right? Why? Because she paints from the presence. That's why she did an art detox. That's why she's going to do another one. Is she perfect at it all? And she's just on just on the top of a mountain? No, she's up there on that mountain whacking it with Silwo. I mean, there's just, there's weeds up there, man. We got whack, 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 whack. Somebody should buy her a weed eater. So even that revelation is going to start defining for you why you are so valuable to the kingdom. What can you reform? Think about it right now. Just close your eyes and say to the Holy Spirit, what am I made to reform? What is it? What God is doing in you right now is revealing your true identity to you. Where you have, haven't known or truly believed it. I told Cece last night, I said, God is changing what we believe because the enemy is attracted to when we believe his lies. Wow. He's like, oh, wow. I can I can get them on a slippery slope for about I don't know two months. How many have let things go in their life? You don't have to raise your hand because I know it's true. <laughs> we just let things go for a long time. You know what I mean? How many have that roller coaster ride where you're like, man, oh man, oh man, I'm, oh my god, oh guy, oh man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, and then two weeks later you're like, God, who? I don't know who I am. I don't know who you are. Why am I here? I don't even know why I'm here. Why am I here? I know I got this. Why? Why? And all of a sudden, that thing, you're on top of the mountain. You can't even see. You don't know why you're here. Nothing looks good. And nobody's done anything. Right? Because you have agreement with a lie. Then you ran into it. You ran into that agreement. And it exposed. See, the great thing about the Holy Spirit, He'll expose it to you. Happened to somebody the other day. He'll bring somebody along that you have something that in your heart you hadn't re- re- resolved about yourself. And he'll bring an old contact along. He'll say, you didn't ever resolve that about yourself. And you're like, well, I didn't even know that was in here. That's how he does it. Don't you think he's a good guy? Yes. I just like his ways so much. This revealing of identity is important because in the past when the church or other believers rejected you, it easily took you out. I mean, you agree. Did you hear the the solution? Identity. Sonship is the identity. Listen, you've got to get first things first. If you don't know you're a daughter, child of God, son of God, whatever you are, do you understand it's the whole gender problem because that's what God is going to do on the earth right now. He is going to reveal sons and daughters. That's why none of the sons and daughters know who they are. 
Did you ever think you would stand up and say, I don't know what a woman is? I mean, nobody's saying that about a man. No, I didn't get that either. That's okay. That's okay. I know. Um, acceptance is right now counteracting every lie that has prevented you from moving on from being a victim into being the overcomer you were made to be. Acceptance is right now doing business with every demonic agreement you have ever made that has kept you in a holding pattern, chained to people, chained to places, chained to old movements, chained to unhealthy relationships, chained to words and curses spoken that grounded you and shut up your voice. Acceptance. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know if you know it, but you're accepted. You're accepted. Now, if you do, if that is foreign to you and you don't even know what that means, that tells you that's the position to go after. Did you, did you hear everything it would do? I mean, it'd break all the chains. It'd get you, get you voice loosened up. How many can really say, honestly, that you know your voice isn't where it's supposed to be? And I'm not talking about that you can talk loud. We were having that discussion at Thanksgiving. We don't even know if we can talk loud. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about that you know you have something, fire shut up in there. How many can honestly say that the enemy has come? Identity is your answer. Identity is your answer. You know, Shooty's going to be teaching a class in... January on on the DNA, DNA of one life so that you can actually get plugged in to understand what we're about. We're, we're not willy-nilly. Listen, I've been doing this a long time. I am really clear on my purpose. I am really clear on the direction of one life. I'm really clear about the blueprint. I'm really clear about what we're doing. I just need people. And this is enough. This is enough people. We got things to do. Can you see how this year, especially, God has been dealing with all of these types of things in you? Agreed? There's been some painful moments. Anybody had any of those? Woo! Don't you love that? Did y'all remember the puppet word from Sunday? What's she called? The. Yeah, the pleasant suffering. Oh, man, that made her so happy to get to write that. He says, when these things get brought to the surface, there's pain, but there's freedom. So think about refining. You know, I've preached on that a billion times, right? When the fire's hot, it's because there's purity in there. You didn't make all of the impurities. I know you thought you did. But let the fire of God actually penetrate into you so that the impurities, because when they're up at the top, you just slough them right off. It's not a big old process. We fight that, oh man, we fight that heat, don't we? Don't we? Getting out from under that blanket is hot. Hot. 
Another Joyce Meyer story is coming to my mind right now, but I'm not going to share about the tea kettle with the tea and painting. You know. This is, I love this line. Let it all go. Don't you love that? Just let it all go. Right now you can just do it. You can just say, man, I just release all of these places that have kept me as a victim and an orphan. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I just release that off of me. This is your season. Say that to your soul. Soul, this is your season. This is your time. Say, I'm in a move of God. I'm not waiting for it to happen. I'm in it. So I'm going to let it happen. Okay, remember on Sunday? That was a crazy service. Bro ran around the building. I mean, you know, it was crazy when we got that kind of movement, right? What did we do Sunday? What did I invite us to do? Just high praise from when? The get-go. I mean, Shooty was screaming. I mean, we were maxing out the volume. Cece loved it. Right? What was happening in the room? A unified effort to do the one thing. Can I tell you that I think it's the only service where I could see that we had 100% participation? It was a powerful, wasn't it? Who was here? Was it powerful? I mean, bro ran around the building. We know it was powerful. You have to get those TVs down so we can make a bigger circle. All right. That's basically the end. He want, um, I'm going to read this prayer he said over us. Okay, let's stand. Let's hold our hands. Let's just repeat this after him, okay? Lord, I let go of all that is behind me. All that was left undone. And all that I didn't understand. I let go of all the pain. Trauma and fear. Betrayal and rejection. Abuse and control. And all the dishonor that shut me down. Right now, I forgive. I choose with my will to forgive every person who was used to inflict those wounds on me. I make a choice to sever all ties to those situations and even the cycles of pain in my life right now. And I move into the new day you have waiting for me. I am free. I am accepted. I am loved. And I no longer have to see myself as a victim. In fact, I renounce calling myself a victim or an outcast. I'm going to add this, or one that's misunderstood. That's a big one around here. Because you call me an outcast no longer. So the Holy Spirit, I just pray right now. I think I just called him the Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you would release passion, those seeds of passion for who we are, who you made us to be. And we declare over the enemy right now that those tactics did not work, that we are free, that what you tried to do to us does not work. And I release power right now to uh, walk in a complete new identity. 
and a complete new acceptance. And I break the power of past relationships and I release the enfolding of the family of God around us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, Mendel. Miho! to add a couple quick things to you know reinforce the whole message the holy spirit has just so been on this and so um a few i just want to tell you a few a few little things um a couple of weeks ago we were praying for different people i remember at one point we were praying for people who thought felt called to the political arena and um in during that time um while we were praying i heard um the holy spirit told me just plain as day to go read Daniel 727. And I don't, I didn't know the book of Daniel that much. So I've been looking it up and just kind of wondering, pondering on it. And so Daniel 27, and then I'll, I'll read it to you in just a second. But then it got backed up for me because then like a week later, um, Johnny Inlow released this whole word and biblical history and all this stuff. He's talked on it a few times the past several weeks about what's going on in the world right now. And he, he talked about Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 and basically was saying short version, this is what's going on right now. Now it's a real, it's a, it's Daniel 7 is talking about the, the four beasts and it's an assess, um, interpretation of a dream. It's really intricate. So I'm not going to get into all that, but just basically just know that he was saying that's what's going on right now. So of course I remembered, oh, he told me to read Daniel 27. So Daniel 27 reads, then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints, believers of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will serve and obey him. So just to tie it to just, just if you read two verses earlier, right, just see if you recognize anything about our present day, okay? It says, he will speak words against the most high God and wear down the saints of the most high. Doesn't it sound like this word that she just read? And he will in, intend to change the times and the law. And they will be given into his hands for a time, two times and a half time and three times and something, something, something. Okay. But the court of the Most High will sit in judgment and his dominion will be taken away first to be consumed gradually and then to be destroyed forever. I'm just, that's what is happening right now. It's first to be consumed gradually. We're seeing the gradual takeover in the world right now and then to be destroyed forever. This is my dream of the, of the green light breaking through and there being a brand new world, okay? So again, the kingdom, and in verse 27, then, okay, then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints, believers of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. That, in verse 27, is why we are going to be focusing on everything that she said today. That is why the Holy Spirit is bringing about this level of refinement. That's why he's calling, talking to us about acceptance, 
full acceptance, okay, everything that she shared. This is why, because you have to understand God is in the process of turning over the power of the world, the kingdoms and the dominion of the world to the believers. So wouldn't you know he would be equipping the believers for that, okay? So that's the big picture. So another cool thing happened. I had a dream, um, I don't know, a week ago maybe. And in the dream, I was being told that we needed, we had been voting according to party lines, okay? But this was a metaphorical statement, meaning we've been making decisions according to a surface level type of um, label, okay? A surface level type of label. But now we needed to focus on the person instead. And he's pointed to this man named Jimmy and, and said that he was an example and then he said, he highlighted in the dream, this person speaking to me, Romans 8, 10 through 12. Clear as day. Romans 8, 10 through 12. So the name Jimmy is a, means um, supplanter. So if you remember, we talked about a supplanting, supplanter a while back, but it's basically somebody who comes in and kicks out the person in charge and takes their position, okay? He takes over. He supplants something. And so... Every, again, this is just to back up everything that's been shared today. We are being called into um, truly living according to Romans, which Romans 10, which is which is about being fully accepted by God. And another way we could say it, I, this focus for me is on acceptance, is on knowing that we're fully accepted and then fully accepting what he said about it. You know, like the, a fullness of acceptance of truth, the fullness of acceptance of our identity. Like another word would be just a purity, you know, in our temple of being purely, fully a temple. And so I, these, let me just read, read um, 10 through 12. Now Christ lives his, his life in you. Remember now in my dream, it was saying no more, don't, you need to stop making your choices in life according to this surface level thing and make it according to the person instead. And I think the person is Christ, but also our identity, who we are as a person. And then Romans 8, 10 through 12 was the direction. So in 10, it says, now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. Number 12. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claims on us at all, and we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. It's that right there. We have no further obligation to live in obedience to the puppet strings. We have no further obligation to live to those things in our past. Like Sidwo shared, it's we have no further obligation. And so we can live fully in the acceptance of who we are and folded into the family of who he says we are, fully accepting his truth and operating in that with no further obedience to those past things. And so I'm just saying prophetically, the Holy Spirit is pointing to this all over the place in so many different ways. And as um, I just wanted to share one quick personal example because I've basically lived this out in the past, you know, my life, 49 years. 
why stop with yesterday when it's the whole thing? So, uh, yes, I had the word about the puppet strings on Sunday and, you know, how you'd think you would know what's coming when you read a word like that. You would think you would know you're going to live it out in a day or two, but, you know, it's not that obvious. You have to have a friend tell you. So, yes, yeah, so I had this interesting experience yesterday. Tisa alluded to it, but I ran into somebody on the other side of town that I used to be really close friends with years and years and years ago. And I, we didn't inter- we didn't talk, but I saw her and it, it made me really nervous at first because I just didn't want to go through that awkwardness, you know, and I thought I knew why it made me nervous. And so later on in the day, I was like, oh, that made me feel really, really gross. And I, I told Tisa why I thought it made me feel gross. But then as the day went on, I felt like I was just being dragged under by this thing. Like it was like somebody threw a blanket over me and it was covering my thoughts, every single thought. I mean, even in the middle of worship practice, we're singing, having this amazing instrumental, and I'm like caught up in the spirit, but but they were in there. Like they were in there in my <laughs> my whole experience. And I was like, why? Just get out. And so afterwards, I was like, I was telling Tisa, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. So it took a while to process and get through. And it was it was it was difficult. But and what I realized was that that when I knew that person, I lived in a certain position with them. And so I'm just sharing this as an example of how subtle these things can come. Okay. I lived in that time in my life in a, in a position with them where I saw them as kind of, they had it all together and I didn't like elevate them like, Oh, they're perfect. And it wasn't really a comparison thing. It was more of a reflection on that. At that point in my life, I had accepted defeat and I was living from a, out of a perspective, perspective of it's over. I'm done. I'm, I've already defeated. I'm already, the the enemy has won. I'm been rolled over and I'm just going to live my life from now on from this place of survival. You know, it's nothing better than that. Nothing, nothing better than that. And, And so when I saw her, it, it shoved that in my face. Like, you know, you automatically want to get into position, into alignment. Right. And so I realized that the reason it made me so sick yesterday to have that positioning type thing come back in me is because I was presently operating with, in agreement with, a, a small level of that perspective. It was one of those puppet strings that, I, you know, you have a few hard days, a few hard weeks, and you kind of just reposition yourself in a way that's familiar. And you're like, well, it's all right, you know. It's not great, but I'll, I'll be okay, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. But it's not, I'm really not in a place of victory in my heart. I've accepted a level of, of being beaten down. You know, it's real, real minor, real minor. And so the reason that I wanted to almost took me out yesterday was because it's exactly what she said. I was in agreement currently with an old mindset, an old positioning within me, which that goes 100% against my calling. Just just real simply put, if I am called to to give God a good name and tell people who he really is and say he really is as good as he's, he says he is, and it's not a fantasy and it's really true, if I'm living from a place of partly defeated, then that is not going to work. I can't do my purpose, right? I can't do my purpose in that position. So it was a huge wake-up call 
And I, I got to partner with making declarations and kind of tracing that back to where it came from and saying no to that and just really kicking it out the door. And man, I didn't realize how, how under it I was because I felt so free afterwards, you know? And so that's, that's the kind of thing that's, that's going to happen for us. You know, it's, it, can, it can be subtle, but it's important. It's important to God. It's important to the kingdom of God because of what it says in Daniel 27. He's getting ready to turn over the kingdoms and the power and the dominion to the believers. So he wants you to be in full acceptance of who he says you are. And he wants you to be fully accepting that you do not have any obligation to live under the, the, that old stuff. Okay. Anymore. Anymore. Okay. So Papa, we just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this word. We just pray that prayer. We just prayed all over again. And we say, yes, 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 yes. Amen. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we want to live in the fullness of who you say we are in the fullness of your truth. So we say yes, wholeheartedly with all the fullness in us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.